You're listening to the Open Home Podcast, presented by City Church Coventry. The title of this series is Favourite Books of the Bible. Welcome lovely people to the Open Home Podcast, presented by City Church Coventry. I am your host, Alan Kibble, and I'm joined today by my two wonderful guests, my co-host, Paula. Paula, say hi. Hello. And Sarah Ransley. Uh, Say hi. Hello. Yeah, well, welcome. Uh, so uh, I've got a question for both of you. Uh, what is your favourite condiment? Mm. And when I say condiment, I mean like table sauce or like ketchup or salt or those sorts of things. Oh, wow. I think it's got to be ketchup. Easy. Yeah? Yeah, I'm not really that adventurous when any, it comes to sauces. Any specific kind of ketchup, like a Heinz? Oh, or a Heinz, a, yeah. Yeah? yeah. Nothing yeah. like a Tesco basic value or anything like that. I mean, or, sure, but... Nah, could have been Heinz. I don't know. Um, I'm gonna go with like a, some sort of garlic sauce. Does a, that make sense? A like garlic you'd, you'd sauce. put on like, yes. I don't know how else to describe it. Anything with garlic, I'm gonna go with. Have you ever had like a Papa John's? <laughs> no, I don't mean the pizza dipping sauce. Oh, the garlic. Oh, it's no. so good. But it's something so of that nature. But maybe that you'd put on like. A wrap or a salad or something. Okay. I don't know. I don't know what that is specifically. That's just what my heart so is drawn to right now. anybody knows, hit her up. Yeah. <laughs> um, I would. I would probably go for hummus. Uh, specifically. Oh, that's a good is that a sauce? Either like. Well. I'd say so because you you dip a lot of stuff into it, like cucumber mm. and carrots, and you could have salad cream on those sorts of things, and you could have vinegar. <laughs> Well, you know, like uh, salad dressing, like honey and vinegar and those sorts of things. Yeah. I would um, red red pepper hummus. Yeah, is, good one. is pretty much up there for me. Um, I I almost eat hummus on a daily basis. Mm. Um, but yeah, I go with that. So nice, good good choices. Yeah, standard ketchup. I like it. Yeah. Cool. Uh, so yeah, today scripture is brought to you by Sarah. Uh, so we are doing two Corinthians twelve uh, verses seven to ten. So. We're just going to let the guys kick off. So Paul is going to read from the NIV and Sarah's going to read from the message. So take it away, Paul. Okay, this is from the NIV version. To keep me from becoming conceited because of these surpassingly great revelations, there was given to me a thorn in my flesh, a messenger of Satan to torment me. Three times I pleaded with the Lord to take it away from me. But he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly about my weaknesses, so that Christ's power may rest on me. This is why, for Christ's sake, I delight in weaknesses, in insults, in hardships, in persecutions, in difficulties. For when I am weak, when I am weak, then I am. For when I am weak, then I am strong. Excellent. Uh, and then this is two Corinthians twelve, and it's the Message version. And it says, um, if I had a mind to brag a little, I could probably do it without looking ridiculous. And I'd still be speaking plain truth all the way. But I'll spare you. I don't want anyone imagining me as anything other than the fool you'd meet, that you'd encounter if you saw me on the street or heard me talk. Because of the extravagance of those revelations, and so I wouldn't get a big head, I was given the gift of a handicap to keep me in constant touch with my limitations. Satan's angel did his best to get me down. What he in fact did was push me to my knees. No danger then of walking around high and mighty. At first I didn't think of it as a gift and and begged God to remove it. Three times I did that and then he told me my grace is 
Grace is enough. It's all you need. My strength comes into its own in your weakness. Once I heard that, I was glad to let it happen. I quit focusing on the handicap and began appreciating the gift. It was a case of Christ's strength moving in on my weakness. Now I take limitations in stride. And with good cheer, these limitations that cut me down to size, abuse, accidents, opposition and bad breaks. I just let Christ take over. And so the weaker I get, the stronger I become. So, yeah, I just love the the way that the message um, just phrases things. The first thing, well, if, if we go back to the, the NIV version, it talks about this thorn. Nobody really knows what this thorn is um, mm. that Paul has. We think about the great apostle Paul and we don't ever consider that he actually had something in him that caused him a lot of pain and a lot of frustration. Mm. And I love the image of the thorn because it's something that's small, but it's something that could be de- buried deep within you that yeah. causes you a lot of pain. Um, and I think we all, that's something we can all relate. And I think the fact that he chose not to expose what this said thorn was, it gives us a bit of a blank canvas. It means it's something that um, we can all apply in our own lives. Yeah. We're not, mm. if if he told us what it is, we would go, well, I don't struggle with that. And we would just discount ourselves from the rest of that kind of paragraph, as it were. Mm. So, uh, and so, yeah, I just love that image of, the thorn but he also in the message says he calls it as a gift and he says it's a handicap and it's like well that kind of doesn't doesn't make sense when we're talking about perspective here like that sounds really strange that he would call something that causes him a lot of pain as a gift and I think um I'm I guess in some ways I'm trying to be more uh Paul-like in that way have like the power of perspective and mm. and how um, that can have an impact on the situations in, in your life or how you s- deal with them in the first place. Um, so, um, yeah, I just love this image of it being a gift um, from God, even though initially at first sight it might not be a gift or something that we ever mm. want to have or deal with in the first place. Um, and... You can tell it was something that caused him a lot of pain because it says three times I did did that. So yeah. um, at first I didn't think of it as a gift and begged God to remove it. Three times I did that and then he told me, my grace is enough, it's all you need. My strength comes into its own in your weakness. And then I just love his conclusion where he says, once I heard that, I was glad to let it happen. I quit focusing on the handicap. I began appreciating the gift. Um, and I just think that's just a really amazing like evaluation of you know, he's seen something that causes him a lot of pain, mm-hmm. but he he heard from God and kind of went, okay, cool, I'll let it happen. I don't know why I'm glad to let it happen, but I just will. Um, and I think there's a real beauty and um, just real encouragement. Um, yeah, like I say, the power of perspective yeah. can really, you don't have to light the situation in for your spirit to say something different. So mm-hmm. um, I think that's a real opportunity for us as Christians to look at situations and go okay it is what it is but coupling that with it's not what it seems so there's more beneath the surface i'll accept the surface answer but it doesn't necessarily mean that that's that is the answer there is more to the story there is more to come out of it and i think paul just yeah beautifully describes that in once i heard that i was glad to let it happen and Mm. that's a phrase that i hold very sort of deep in my heart because I want to go into situations, any situation, 
no matter how difficult and how hard or whether I can't see the way out and go, I'm glad it happened. I don't know why, but I'm glad it happened because mm. I know he works all things together for the good of those who love him. Yeah. Um, and just to, I'm going to bounce over to um, Philippians 1, actually. Um, Philippians 1, 12, um, and he talks about, um, it's just this first bit, it says, Now I want you to know, brothers and sister, sisters, that what has happened to me has actually served to, to advance the gospel. And I just love that phrase of, yes, I have this thorn, or yes, my I might be chained, physically chained, but it actually, like, this is what is actually happening. Um, Christ is able to use this, The you know, it's not all doom and gloom, basically. Mm. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, great. That's cool. And I love that, so Adam and I, have, as Adam and I have got to know Sarah over the last several years, that that's something that we see in you that, for people listening, Sarah is someone who who won't let a situation go by without trying to see, um, to see God in it and see the good things in it, even if it's a very difficult thing at the time. And I think that's something that we've that we've learned from the scripture as well is that it, the the key from it is to to choose to see more of God's strength in something that mm. is difficult mm. and that is causing us pain and that we see in the natural as a weakness choose to see it as an opportunity to to see the goodness of God and I also love that it's not nowhere in the scripture is it saying that it's you know it's not an excuse to to assume like sickness comes from God and therefore I have to accept it that's not what it's saying it's um but it's choosing to see what you can gain and how God Mm. can get glory from every situation Mm. it's got to pass through the same hands so you might as well look at it from a perspective of oh, this is the end, I can't see a way out, or, okay, I don't like this, this is an uncomfortable situation, mm. or this really sucks and this is really hurting me. And being able to acknowledge that and go, but I choose to have a perspective and I'm actually, I'm going to let, I'm going to let God use it. And, um, yeah, I think that's really powerful. And, um, yeah, and um, going back to 2 Corinthians 12, uh, there's a bit where it says Satan's angel did his best to get me down. What he in fact did was push me to my knees. And it, I just love that image of he's he thinks he's kicked me down, but actually I'm just on my knees praising him. I'm mm. on my knees in a place of surrender to mm. God. And um, yeah, I just love that image of, yeah, this is actually what's happening. You You think this is happening, but actually I'm going to, it's almost like a, kind of like (laughs) moment it's a a backfire moment for the enemy isn't it yeah and and that in itself is really empowering Mm. and um, yeah I think trying to have that attitude as a thread throughout my life is yeah it's been really helpful for me yeah great it's something that the enemy thinks is going to be your downfall Mm. but actually it ends up being something you use against him. It's uh, I love the story of David and Goliath yeah, for that good. reason because the enemy thinks that this ginormous giant Gol- uh, Goliath is going to be the end of Israel essentially and they're all going to be chucked into slavery because they'll all surrender. But actually David comes along, knocks him down one and then takes the enemy's sword and cuts off his own head mm. with that sword. And that is just like... And even back to the start of creation when uh, God says like even with the fall of Ad, Adam and Eve, um, 
the son that like uh, the son of Adam is going to come and crush um, what the enemy has done to mankind mm. essentially, and That's it's that cool. whole coming back and just uh, he he thinks he's bringing you down, but actually it's going to yeah, it's going to yeah. bring you back up. It's like yeah. that line from Batman. It's like, why do we get down, Mister Wayne, uh, to get back up again? You know, do you know, yeah. do you know Batman Begins? Not really. All right, for those know. who get the context of that, and get <laughs> but the I appreciate it nonetheless. Um, mm-hmm. I I really like. For me, this speaks. For me personally, I think this the, these verses speak about being content, um, because I I feel like a lot of the time we with these thorns we think, oh God, if you take this away, mm. then my life will be perfect. Yeah. If you take this away, then I'll never have to worry about anything about it again. I'll just praise you forever and a day. Mm. Um, and actually sometimes you you do need that motivation to kind of uh like like it says in weakness god will provide strength for you and you kind of you need those moments to grow essentially Mm. um we live in a world where i call it it's a fast food generation Mm. where um we can get anything at any time we can uh we're told if we have this drink or have this food or uh do have this source of entertainment that will feel good instantly um, and that's a that's a really hard temptation to this this the binge ten, temptation mm-hmm. to kind of battle against. Um, but sometimes it's okay to realize that you know I don't feel great or I'm going through something hard, and to realize that's okay mm-hmm. and that's just going to grow you. Um, yeah, and uh, the thorn doesn't stay in there forever because if the thorn stayed in there forever, you'd just bleed out and die. So it's. Uh, it's, it's an eventual reality of like, yeah, this will come to pass over over a time. But whilst it's there, it's it's a time of kind of going, okay, God, how can I find peace in you? How can I find grace in you? How can I rest with you about this situation? Um, which is kind of, yeah, that's kind of mm. what I hear in it. Mm. Um, and I think if God did take those, like you're saying, in the fast food generation, you know, getting it instantly, if, if we just prayed and we got rid of that thorn instantly, which... To be honest, would be ideal, yeah. but it's not reality. <laughs> and uh, if that was the case, then actually we, we wouldn't need God. And mm. I'm not trying to say He, you know, lets us hurt just so that we stay close to Him. He's not that, a needy God. That's that's yeah. not who He is. But we need those thorns. I think sometimes, even though they're <laughs> hurtful and they're difficult, um, so that we rely on Him, so that mm. we are looking to Him, and so that we are praising Him, mm. but not in a way that is malicious or nasty or uncaring um because yeah we do know that all things work together for the good of those who love him so mm. like that's a promise that he's given to us so yeah yeah and i think as well just as you were saying that i thought it's not only just we we have those thorns not just to go and rely on him but actually to rely on each other mm. um which yeah it is a huge thing because if we we're all kind of like if we were all okay and we had no thorns it'd be like oh well we we're, it's fine being independent it's fine being on our own but god's message to us is to be a church be a fellowship mm-hmm. be a family yeah come to him together as a people um and he's even like paul's even kind of being even though like you said he's being discreet and not really mm. he's, he's not being uh he's not saying exactly what his thorn is he's still kind of saying i'm just like you i mm. uh, uh I, you can all relate to me in the, the, mm-hmm. this sort of way and that's really powerful and yeah. especially for a leader to say that as well yeah. it's like yeah. I also go through all these things um, uh, yeah and, yeah, yeah. yeah. Really cool. and I just love the way he says I 
quit focusing on it and began appreciating the gift and it's mm. like it's a really odd thing to say but if that's the a perspective that you can hold then mm. it's going to get you through a lot of stuff <laughs> like mm. if it's going to sort of help you see an end to things mm. and um there's a lot of strength that comes in that um a quote from uh, a pastor that I really you know look up to um he was kind of talking about this scripture and he says, um, I'm not a hostage, I'm a weapon. I'm loaded now, I'm focused now, I know where I'm headed now. And I just love that idea of, it's like you were saying with David and cutting it off, it's like, I'm not a hostage to this thorn. I'm not a hostage to this handicap. I'm not a, a hostage to these things. I'm a weapon. And once you know you're a weapon, that's when you're dangerous to the, the kingdom mm. of darkness. That's when Satan's thinking, oh no, they figured it out as mm. long you know as long as you can keep that quiet and and keep you complacent then as far as he's concerned you're not a threat but as soon as you know that i'm not a hostage anymore and mm. actually i cho choose to look at these chains as a way as as a prop to prophesy as a prop to preach then mm. that's when he's <laughs> in dodgy ground mm. and i think yeah. that's incredibly powerful to know the power that you have yeah. mm. and such a unique thing that we have like a unique experience that we get to have as part of the christian life it's this thing that unless you know who god is unless you have a relationship with him you can't experience what it feels like to know where things come from like paul describes he's, he's aware of the spiritual reality of what his struggle is mm -hmm. and where it comes from and he's also aware of the spiritual reality of the strength that it can give him mm -hmm. and how much it can show him about God and we all have the privilege of living with that view living with that perspective living with that understanding mm -hmm. that you can't have in the natural world it's a beautiful gift that God gives us of the reality of his kingdom mm -hmm. and to be able to appreciate <clears throat> to be able to to seek God for healing on things and to to know that we have a powerful God who can take suffering away and who can change things and also who can bring glory out of difficult situations mm. um, is an incredible thing yeah. that we have mm. in our life. It's really interesting. I love I love that you brought perspective up because perspective isn't something that often happens straight away. Uh, and even in this scripture, Paul is saying three times mm. I went to God yeah. and I said, take this away and take this out. And I, I find like, um, but if, if something's kind of going wrong, or there there is that kind of thorn in your life, essentially, uh, that kind of God's perspective doesn't come in uh, from my own mistake. God, God's perspective doesn't come in for a long time, basically. Mm. Uh, most of the time, because I don't bring it to Him in a in a way of kind of going, God, what do you say about this? Mm. What do you think about right. this? Yeah. How do you see it? I go, God, I want this gone. Here's yeah. my Christmas yeah, list yeah. and that sort of thing, and it. Yeah, it's that kind of, uh, there's a word in here that I had to look up um, called, doo -doo -doo -doo, what was it? Conceited, which means uh, to be proud or kind of arrogant. Mm -hmm. And like, that speaks volumes to me about how we go and approach God in terms of like, not bringing that pride and kind of going, okay, mm -hmm. God, how do you see that perspective? Um, but yeah, I, and I, I, it's really hard if you don't, bring that to God in that kind of uh, how do you see it God that bitterness kind of gets in there and anger and frustration and, and it, it can like 
the enemy can kind of use that at that point. Yeah, so, for sure, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So perspective takes time. I tend, yeah. Yeah. And, and like, this is definitely not, because I was going to try and say at some point, but now is the perfect time <laughs> to say that uh, this isn't, still isn't second nature, but it is more second nature than it ever was. I think I'm naturally wired to see things in a negative way and just to panic and mm. um, not have not have that kind of like alternate perspective and I think that's my the way that I'm naturally wired so like yeah like you say Mm. it took time and it took really difficult situations to go now hold on let me have a look at this thing again Mm. I still don't like that I'm in this situation it's still incredibly frustrating Mm. but actually I'm going to choose to let you deal with it and I'm going to choose to trust that actually you are going to work something good out of it. And that actually, in fact, I'm going to say that I'm glad it happened, even though secretly I'm not. But I'm <laughs> glad it happened because I I know spiritually, maybe not necessarily my mind or my heart, but I know spiritually that I will be glad that it happened. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. Um, and something that I've come to sort of holding dear in my heart is the things that causes the greatest pain are sometimes the things that produces the most power um and that sucks (laughs) and that's amazing at the same time because um the end of ourselves is often the beginning of him Mm. when we lessen ourselves and the weaker we get the stronger Mm. we become because we fill ourselves with the right things not with what i can do and what i can bring Mm. Yeah, it's so cool. Uh, it's, do you know what, Sarah? I, I, we've we've done a few episodes now, kind of into this Bible series, but everyone has come back with a similar mindset in that I don't like this pain, I don't like this thing that I'm having to deal with, or has been part of my life. But actually, I'm grateful for it because mm. I've known God more through it, and I've mm. I've seeked Him more mm. through it, and that is and that has been used to glorify God. And you're you, I know you're already glorifying mm. God for it. Like it's not a Oh, in 10 years time down the road, mm. um, we, me and Paula already see that in mm. you and it's great. And I, I just love that. That's, that is a reoccurring thing of God's people of going, this is rubbish right now. This mm. is, this is not a great place to be, but I know this will be turned around for mm. God's glory. And even like, ah, David, David, David and Goliath. I love that story. But also there's another point where I think Saul is hunting, hunting down, mm-hmm. David yeah. and David goes into I think it's one of the temples or one of the places of worship and he finds the sword again he finds Goliath's sword mm-hmm. and it's like it's so on purpose that he finds it because it's like a reminder saying although you're being chased by your enemy and you've not really done anything wrong like you've not been a bad person mm-hmm. in fact you've followed pretty much the book on what God has asked you to do but here's just a reminder that uh this is all going to come back for my yeah, glory. And, yeah. you know, good. and then he's king. And yeah. I, think, I think that's pretty good. Yeah, it's good stuff. Good way to go. Yeah, yeah great. But I really like that. Yeah, oh, thanks for sharing your insights, Sarah. Yeah. Really helpful. Really good things from just a few verses. Mm. Mm. So much insight and useful useful reminders for us all. Mm. Mm. Pretty good. Well, I think that's a good place to finish off today mm-hmm. how about you guys any yeah. other final thoughts or just uh, just croissants really Qua- yeah <laughs> I'm so ready for some breakfast or uh, 
Sounds good. Mm-hmm. Awesome. All right, thanks guys for tuning in, uh, and we'll see you next time on the next episode of the Open Home Podcast. See you then. For more podcasts and videos, follow us on our Facebook and Instagram or go to citychurch.org.